0: 405-651-3439 or call the riverwind casino call-in line at 405-329-9000 live from the buffalo wild wing studios it's the rush with teddy Lehman and tyler McComas.
1: back to pass deep shot gabriel he's got anthony caught it The first big play goes to the former Wolverine. Brent has really done a really good job of elevating this football team from last year. Sooners in turbo mode throw to Stoops at the 10. He's to the five. Touchdown! Drake Stoops from 10 yards out. And the Sooners strike quickly. Uh, There is a marked difference. Uh, with this football team than what we saw on video. Goes left 25 30, splits 35. Watch out, near side 45. Freeman on the loose. He's in the 40. Down the sidelines. swims by a guy. He might go 10 5. G Freaky. All the way to the house. Gavin Freeman touchdown. The speed differential is probably the most glaring i've probably seen in my career snap play action arnold looks in zone throws in zone for gibson he leaps and he caught it he caught it a juggling catch in the end zone by Jaden gibson wow victory all i do is win win
0: win no matter what
2: Out sooner, nation.
3: Eighty thousand sawn today, man. We came out, showed out. Seventy-three nothing, man. Let's roll on the next week, Boomer.
0: And they stay there. and they say yeah, and they stay
4: there. Boomer, I like it. I how about how about those uh, conference for Butch Jones? Huh?
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: uh wow. We deflated, watched the Jones team all off season on film, and one well, another team showed up, and we were not expecting that. Yeah. yeah, same Butch, same. A lot, diff- lot, lot better than last year, at least the early signs say that.
4: There was some good stuff out there. You know, it, it's it's hard to get overly excited. You know, you have to kind of keep everything in perspective a little bit. But I think it's okay to to be happy with what you saw on Saturday. I don't know, there's always the instant pushback or the feeling of, well, of course they did that to Arkansas State. They're not any good. Yeah, sure, but no reason to punish yourself for that. I thought we saw some really positive signs of play on both sides of the ball. Thought both quarterbacks were excellent. Thought the wide receiver group showed out deep, I mean a bunch of different guys. Thought your your stable of running backs looked really sharp, looked physical. Offensive line I thought was was, uh, was really strong on the defensive side. I mean, also you did what you of of were supposed science. to do. You did what you yeah. were supposed to
3: do, and I think even even a little bit more than that as well. Um, yeah. I, I just I think it's funny because if Jackson Arnold stays in there and they want to keep running the offense, like, oh, you could have scored a hundred on the day. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty obvious. But if they wanted to hit the eighty mark, they they could have. If they wanted to keep running the offense with Jackson Arnold, my question: In Oregon, did it on Saturday? They scored eighty-one. But why is eighty like the taboo number? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like, if you get to 70 and above or 77, it's still, like, like 80 is the baseline of, okay, then now you're just being disrespectful. I don't know who came up with that number of being, like, the, the mark of the, of the disrespect line or what, but everyone's okay with 73, but if yeah. they would have added another touchdown, there would have been controversy following it, I'm sure.
4: 73 is fine. 77 even is fine 80 is outlandish it is weird but it does kind of feel true also right it's like it's the territory you don't dip into if if you can do anything uh about it yeah i don't know it was interesting but you know there's only so much you can do and you got twos and threes going in that want to perform well and play well uh, you got to keep calling plays yep it's it's you know, 80 is embarrassing, but what's more embarrassing is taking a knee with, like, eight minutes left on the clock. Or, so. or
3: telling the offensive line, hey, just fall down. Yeah, I know Johnny Jolly's right. going to make a tackle in the backfield Which happened? And Did you see that? No, I just... No, that oh, happened? my
4: gosh. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, one of their guys made a tackle or oh, a tackle no. for loss late in the game. <laughs> oh, no. And was stomping around and pointing <laughs> and, Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was laughing about it.
3: Arkansas State is is not a good football team. I think we all saw that Saturday. Um, are they the worst team that OU is going to play this year? Yeah, I think there's a pretty good chance of that. But I also saw teams across the country play bad football teams and not look even as close to dominant as what OU looked like. I, I, yeah. I actually saw even some teams play non-Division 1 teams and be struggling late in the fourth quarter. So, look, man, yeah. I... Oh, you did exactly what they were supposed to do on Saturday, and then some. Um, I I came out with a very happy mood um, Saturday heading into the postgame show. I did not think that we would be headed for a controversial topic, yet we did. Uh oh. Some were complaining about the pass rush or lack no. thereof on Saturday, and I just, for the life of me, I can't. I don't understand no. why that's the case, especially after a seventy-three nothing win. I, I just I don't I don't get it.
4: No, it I okay. So a couple of things here. Number one, I don't know that. Let's see. I saw a really good rush by Ethan Downs that resulted in maybe the only sack on the day. Um, you know, he goes. He doesn't just continue to run past the level of the quarterback. He he gets high, realizes he's not going to get there, and counters and comes back, really strong counter, and gets a sack. My, You know, my pet peeve is whenever we rush past the level of the quarterback, and that that's what happens when you don't do that. You fall back, and you close that hole, and you have a chance to make a sack, and that's what he did there. Adibare had a uh, – actually, Adibawara had a really nice uh, push-pull rush, He had another awesome get-off rush. Um, Trace Ford had a couple of really nice rushes. I saw uh, Bothroyd had one that was really good. There was some good solid push from the interior. Was it the best uh, presentation of pass rushing the quarterback I've ever seen? No. But here's the thing that you got to understand. Arkansas State, for the entire game, maybe had – Four or five drop back passes. Yeah. That's it. Everything else was quick game, three step. He's the ball's out of his hand. So you just didn't have many opportunities. So
3: And Roof said today they faced a lot of max protection and they yeah. anticipated that. So Yeah, they
4: had they had a tight end and a wing over Trace Ford uh Huge chunk of the time. I just, so he had to rush super wide.
3: I just refuse to look at Saturday's game and the way that they approach the defense and just say, oh my gosh, I am severely concerned about OU's ability to pass rush. Now, we, we did talk about in the offseason, it's got to be better than it was a year ago, and it's yet to be determined exactly if it's going to be. But my my opinion on the, the edge players, the DMs, does not, does not change after Saturday at all. In, in fact, I, I think OU's approach defensively on Saturday makes that zero number maybe even look more impressive because there was nothing exotic about what they did on Saturday. Like, they, they may have introduced some new packages that they didn't have last year, but in terms of, like, exotic blitzes or anything, from what I could tell, OU played pretty much straight up the entire game and still came away with the shutout.
4: Yeah, well, they did bring a lot of pressures, but it wasn't, they weren't exotic pressures. They were pretty straightforward, some zone, dr- uh, zone blitzes. Um, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons why there wasn't a whole lot of, there's a lot of movement with the defensive line. Um, but Hey, I, well, like I said, it wasn't the greatest thing I ever saw in my life, but I, I didn't come away worried about it. And we'll see those guys are allowed to get better throughout the season. And, that's typically what happens. I think they're going to get better there. I thought thought there was some good stuff at linebacker. Here's here's the thing defensively that stood out the most in a really really good way. Alright, whenever I watched the film of the game a year ago, whenever I watched the film, you got to understand like whenever the the way the film is processed, you want like the full play is there and then it's cut off, right and then you watch the end zone copy, and then it's cut off. So, like a lot of times, they don't want to get a bunch of the nonsense before the formation and the snaps. So the play doesn't start until the offense is in their final formation, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, you'll get the shift in the motion stuff, but you don't get them breaking the huddle or whatever. So a lot of the times last year when you're watching the film and the film comes on, it's a fire drill to get lined up. As the play comes on, our defense is like running around, trying to get lined up. And as the snap is occurring, we got guys just trying to get into place. Very few times did that happen. I thought I thought the defense as a whole was lined up, ready to play, well before the snap. And I credit a lot of that to Stutzman. I mean, if you just watched the way Stutzman played out there. He had, I think, four tackles, but he was calm. He was in command. A couple of the tackles he made were just nice, square, physical tackles. He wasn't lunging and and diving, trying to make the play. He was in really good position and had no chance of missing those plays. They were just straight-up flush tackles. That's night and day from the first couple of games a year ago. Yeah. And I think that's a really positive sign. Well,
3: and I think that that is a massive contributing factor to you know what a lot of people are impressed with uh, with the defense on Saturday is just the overall tackling. And not yeah. just the overall tackling, like my big takeaway, I don't know if it's my big takeaway defensively, but the tackling was good, but there're also some big hits. I love yeah. the play that Gentry Williams made. I really love the play that Reggie Pearson made after the penalty over there on the sideline. I mean, coming up yeah. from that safety spot, boom, in. coming down and and, and, uh, and making a play on the run like he did, like that. Those two plays kind of re- really showed me improvement. But the point is, the tackling was better. There were big hits. I think that's all a product of actually like lining up correctly before the snap. A lot yeah, harder well, to tackle if you're just kind of running around, uh, not, you know, not sure well, exactly where you're going to be.
4: The snap just devolves. You know, if you're a couple of, you're a foot or two out of position, you're a little bit late on the snap, you're not exactly sure what's coming, and that means you're going to be a little bit further out of position when you get to your drop or get to your run fit, and you're going to be in a worse position to make a tackle. And trust when you're trying to make a tackle on a guy, 12 or 18 inches of positioning is Everything. So, yeah, I, I think all of that just uh, is good, positive stuff. Again, man, it, there's plenty of stuff to, to nitpick about, and they're going to do that. They're going to coach it up really hard, and that's, that's, that's what they should do. But there's a lot of good, positive signs in there. It's just – it's always a race to see how good you can get by the end of the year. You don't start with a finished product. You just try and get really good as the season rolls on. And our starting line is well beyond where it was a year ago, yeah. in my opinion. At least that's how it appeared in week one. Few that doesn't mean you can't regress in week two, but it was a good starting point.
3: few texts before we hit a break. Sean says, I have extremely high expectations, but if you're finding faults in 73-0, to zero, you may need to reassess. <laughs> not not yeah. only were some finding faults, I, I felt like for a small period of the postgame show the lack of pass rush in some mind, like was the overall take from the game and i just I, I can't i can't get there on that
4: yeah there was there was such a limited amount of drop back pass and i the pressure on the quarterback was it was so constant that he he would not even look at a second receiver almost uh, at all so he had some open guys out there but the pressure was so good, even on the, the quick stuff, three-step stuff, that he's getting rid of it because he's about to get hit. So, I don't know. Okay, hey, I will, I'll, I'll yield and, and accept the point that we've we got to continue to get better rushing the passer. But I, I didn't feel like it was something to be worried about.
3: S. Rob Booman says our safeties and corners were ready to hit, and they looked like they were excited about doing it. Five exclamation marks!
4: Well, I thought there was—I um, thought there was a lot of really good plays. I thought Peyton Bowen, you know, the strip that Kenai Walker came up with. I yep. thought Peyton Bowen was was really good. Coming from death at a great angle, was under control, made a good flush tackle, and as he goes to spin the guy to the ground, you get a strip out of there. I mean, that that was a, a really nice angle by him. Um, Bowman had a couple of nice plays. Now, there was one where he was coming from depth a little bit and just he got stuttered, you know, a little bit, and it's a really tough play. He still, he still ended up making it, but um, I thought he was really good. How much better were we on deep balls turning and finding the football to make a play on it?
3: I mean, I don't even know the right word to use for that. So it's night. And we day. had,
4: what, three, maybe three plays downfield where we're in good position, and instead of just, playing the receiver and getting a pass interference we turn we body into the guy we find the football and you're not going to get called. It's a great job. Uh one more from the 405. Several have pointed this out. I was thinking about it at the
3: time. You were thinking about it at the time. The student section was thinking about it at the time. It was 66 to nothing with 14 and a half mm. minutes left in the fourth quarter and on the TV broadcast they, uh, they had like a little whiteboard there in the student section, and ESPN caught a student holding up uh, the sign that said three more points, OU. Everyone was <laughs> – forget the touchdown. That, that's the touchdown that um, everyone was upset about the most. No, we don't need it. We don't need a touchdown here. Let's just settle for a field goal. Come on. 69 nice. nothing final, please. Yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been.
4: It would have been nice. Good stuff. Okay, let's hit an opening timeout. Give us some text messages. Tell us what you thought of the game. 651-3439, Meyer texon hanging out Newcastle Casino today. Stay tuned. Join the movement.
0: The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans.
2: When
1: you are in the need for a compact tractor, few are more dependable than Kubota's L-Series, and Great Plains Kubota is the place to find them. Right now at Great Plains, get the 33-horse Kubota L3302DT with box scraper, rotary cutter, and trailer for just 508 a month at 0% APR for 84 months. Now through 93023, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. Plus, check out the other Great Kubota package deals only available at the brand that serves Great Plains Kubota. Visit gpkubota.com for the location nearest you. Oklahoma football is the best. And Balfour of Norman on Historic Campus Corner has been Sooner fans' favorite OU shop. For more than 45 years, locally owned, Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. Choose from great polos from Jordan, Nike, Columbia, Antigua, and women's tees and fashion tops that'll get you game ready. You will also find something for the younger Sooner fans with sizes from newborn through youth. There's a large collection of OU hats, including the new Huey hats. With their selection of socks, Ford literally has you covered from head to toe. But they are more than just a t-shirt shop with everything you need for tailgating or watch parties, serving pieces, balls. And even framed art of Sooner greats and other decorative pieces. If it says OU, Balfour has got it. You can count on Balfour of Norman for the best selection, quality, and service. Or shop online at crimsonproud.com, where you will find everything sooner.
3: Get geared up at Balfour of Norman, 792 Asp Avenue on historic Campus Corner.
2: With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal, on a van, across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas, brilliantly executed, can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs.
3: Call Fast Signs of Norman, 405-701-2890.
2: RightWay Insurance is an independent insurance company, which means they work for you. They can use their network of providers to search for better coverage and a better deal for your life, health, home, or auto insurance policies. With their help, it's easy to find a better insurance solution. Let them help you search for the best coverage for your needs. Give RightWay Insurance a call today, 405-607-6014. That's 405-607-6014 to get better, more affordable home and auto insurance. That's RightWay Insurance, your insurance advisor. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth.
1: Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs.
3: And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain
2: development through their mid-20s.
1: With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion
3: on social media.
2: Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not.
3: So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping.
5: Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
1: Hey, y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family. But in
3: some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to
1: live for all of us. So, look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve
3: the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force.
1: The country's gonna find out! Everything runs through love! Everything runs
3: through love! Hey, we're the team to beat! Oh, boy, bad, 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 bad Saturday for the Big 12. Might make fun of Joey McGuire a few times during today's show.
4: Ooh, are probably we probably already in have- territory where, since we're leaving the Big 12, we can start making fun of the weekend we, we had as a conference?
3: Well, I've been doing that for eight years. I didn't get the That's memo true. that we weren't supposed to be doing that. Did, did, did someone no. send you a note? I've been doing that for a while. No,
4: I guess it just has – we've been doing it forever. You're right. It just has maybe a little different flavor on it this time around, which well, is good.
3: We uh, spent eight months talking about how bad the schedule is, and it looks even worse today. It used to be mad it. <laughs>
4: at it. Now I'm just kind of laughing at it, you know? I think
3: it looks even worse today than it did on Friday before we kicked this thing off. Um, well, like, I, yeah. I, I don't I, – I think that there's a – Greater than fifty percent chance that OU doesn't play a ranked team at home. UCF might have to rescue the day. They might have to be the top twenty-five team if you are going to play one at home this year. What? Who? Who all do you play at home? Uh, TCU's already lost.
4: Why you? West uh, hang Virginia on a
2: already lost.
4: Why are you suggesting we may not play a top twenty-five team at home? I. Why aren't you suggesting we may not play a top twenty-five team? Period.
3: I suppose, but say Texas might be the only top twenty-five team you play all year long. Oh, and, I'm not, and they, didn't, not look they no. didn't look great either. They didn't look great either. Looked a new new haircut, new diet, same old arm there for Quinn Ewers. Missed. All I'm telling throws. you, I
4: didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot of that game because it was on the same time as ours. But man, he's he's looking at that rush Woo. and. He's panicking in the pocket, and he's not making accurate throws down the field. And he just does not look. Know, he didn't look
3: super confident, does he? No, and which is what
4: we've talked about.
3: Yeah, and, and that was one of my big takeaways from from OU's game on Saturday. Gabriel just looks. He re- looks really confident. He looks in control. Um, one one play in particular that I really liked from him is the third and goal. I can't remember was it in the first or the second quarter. But it's a third and goal. He looks to his first option covered, second option covered, and that may be a time for a quarterback in that tight of a space that you maybe panic a little bit, but he just kind of stepped up, used his athleticism, and ran in for a touchdown. I was really yep. impressed with that play. Just overall from him, it was a very efficient day. Not every throw was on the money, but I I think you got to love what you saw from Dylan Gabriel.
4: Man, his stuff on the perimeter – was nails man he was putting it on the perfect place you know those perimeter throws they need to be put in like the right half of the player so they can you know make a play quickly and get going north and south so there's not a lot of wasted time as you know the defensive backs and and everyone are closing in on them and he was putting it on the upfield shoulder those guys are catching it moving upfield I thought they were snappy. It looked like those throws had some some really good zip on them. Thought his deep balls were really good, except for the one we end up getting a good pass interference call on it. Yeah. But I I think that that one was a little bit kind of showboating because he waited and waited in the pocket and tried to throw it way up in the air and let it drop under him, you know. And I think he was just maybe showboating a little bit at that point. He needs to get that out of his hand way quicker. As soon as he breaks open, he needs to zip that one over the middle and let him get to it. Um, but outside of that throw, all all I, thought he was, I thought he was great.
3: Yeah. I love the first drive of the game, by the way, because it had a couple of things that we talked about all offseason long that they need to be better at. That first third and two, it was, ooh, okay. Third and two, third and short. Weren't great here last year. I'd like to see them run the ball in this spot and easily pick up a first down. They did that with Talwee Walker, and then what? One, two plays later, first deep ball of the year. Boom! They get it to Andrew Lanthier. Yep, it, it was a it was a great opening drive, and the rest of the day was really really good offensively. Okay, we got a lot of thoughts from the game on Saturday on the Knippelmeier Chevrolet Text Line. Let's get to those. But real quick, what did we, what, what did we learn from Saturday, if anything, about this
4: team? I think we learned that. We okay, offensively. I think we've got really good depth at the skill skill. I think we're we've got better depth at the skill positions, not necessarily than I thought, but than we did last year. I think our first round of wide receivers are really good. And I think the second round of wide receivers are really good. I thought Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson, Gavin Freeman, Pedway, uh, LV Bunkley, Shelton. I thought all those guys looked. Ellie Bunkley Shelton ran the best route of the day that on that comeback route. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gibson went up and made plays. Nick Anderson uh, made some plays, and all of them, all of them blocked their asses off on the perimeter. Okay, don't, don't hate that. I thought that was really good. Running back, uh, there's five, we were we got five guys that can run the football. Okay, Sawchuck didn't even
3: play. He was not even out there.
4: Right. Now, I don't know how everyone graded out in protection and all of that stuff, but we got five guys at least that can run the football. I'm not worried about that. Um, How about Blake Smith at tight end?
3: You know what? With with Stogner not being very active at all on Saturday, Mm -hmm. I came away feeling, and we're going to do this at 4 o'clock, like kind of go down each position group, better, worse, the same, how do you feel today compared to what you did maybe a week ago? Um, it's hard not to feel at least a little bit better about yep. the tight ends, right? Yep,
4: I, I thought he looked good. He's big. He moved well. He lo- he's he's pretty athletic looking. I thought uh, McIntyre came in and did some nice things, so I was happy with that. Uh, offensive line first unit, pretty good, not great, but a really good a good solid start. Um, quarterback play was was good. We got good depth there. Defensive line like we thought deep rotation a bunch of guys that can play and same thing at backer i thought stutzman and canick were good with the ones but i thought kip lewis cool, kip although lewis i, I think he had a couple of big mental mistakes but the instincts the ability to run just it flashes whenever he's out there and something to look at right. stutzman stutzman played a little Mike, kip lewis played some will they were out there together that's that's a rotation to keep your eye on I
3: said a handful of texts here chapstick says man Wee Walker. That dude was hitting people in the chest at the end of runs. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised anyone wanted to tackle him. Yeah, he kind of had the day that we thought that uh, – well, I, I predicted him to go over 100 yards. That didn't happen. But just what he looked like as a runner, yeah, it checks out.
4: Yep. I thought, I thought the backs looked good. Now, um, Arkansas State was – so, whenever, you, like, what went down, you saw Jackson Arnold. All, most of his stuff, RPO. He's he's pulling it, and he's throwing the bubble right away because he's counting numbers on the inside. That's why you saw Petway had so many targets because, you know, it's a numbers game. When he gets up there and they're piled the box, he's going to throw it on the outside. So, we saw that a ton, and he was smart. He was making the right moves there. But we also ran the ball a bunch against... Uh, not necessarily a stacked box, but they had safeties really tight. So right now, I'm not worried about the fact that we didn't break a bunch of long runs. Not worried about that because of the way Arkansas State played us. Now, we'll see how that develops in the coming weeks.
3: Uh, Captain Willard says, plenty to teach from game one, but there is no doubt that Team 129 has vastly improved compared to Team 128, who lost to Florida State by three, yeah, the FSU team that just wrecked number 5 LSU. We need to improve as always throughout the season, but we going to be scary.
4: Yeah, I I think we got a high ceiling. It's hard to connect all those dots. You know, I don't it, know if it's it right or,
3: or if it's not, but I I do think a lot of people yeah. watched that Florida State game last night and came away feeling maybe even better about where OU stands.
4: Well, here's the thing. Last year we played in a couple of games where it looked like we didn't belong shockingly I, I i feel like it's going to be hard to find an opponent this year where we it, it we're going to be outclassed if that makes sense i'm not suggesting we beat everyone i'm just i feel like at least with the start that we've got that we've got a pretty high ceiling
3: Leatherneck sooner says the game was incredible to see. I think it's hard to judge because it was only Arkansas State, but yeah. it seemed so good in every phase and from every position group. Not to mention, they scored seventy plus while pitching a shutout. Epic. The only thing I'd like to see of uh, see more of moving forward is some interceptions and more forced fumbles. Let me, Let me ask yeah. you this: What's the more impressive number from Saturday? Seventy three or the zero? Zero? I think it's the zero, (laughs) too.
4: And, you know, we absolutely obliterated a team, and they still missed two field goals and had a chance to put numbers up on the board, right? So, like, it shows you how difficult it is to get a shutout. Things happen. um, You know, they're going to hit on some plays, so the fact that we're able to keep a zero on the scoreboard is pretty daggum impressive.
3: 402, some idiots were complaining about Dylan Gabriel's deep ball, saying he has a noodle arm and his arm strength sucks. Yeah, he, that's, that's dumb. His arm strength maybe isn't elite. His arm strength is, is good enough, though. Well, it's, it's good I, think enough.
4: He's, I think he's got more than adequate arm strength. I think he maybe has a tendency to wait a count too long on a deep ball Uh, you just think about it when andrew anthony is he's ripping at full speed so like when you run a 40 your first if you run like a four five your first 10 yards is in like 1.5 seconds okay but your second 10 and your third 10 and your fourth 10 like the second maybe not but you're you're third and fourth 10 the 30 and 40 yard mark of running a 40 you're covering more than 10 yards in under a second so you got to think at the top of his route if you wait just one second to throw that ball he's 10 yards further down the field so like that can get out of hand really quickly so, I don't think it's an arm strength issue. I think it's a just get the ball out of your hand quicker issue.
3: Uh, Texture from the 918 asked if we have any crow to eat, talking about um, Colorado beating Woo. TCU on Saturday. Yeah. I, I, I did do the post game show for OU Arkansas State, but I also made an appearance um, at the Colorado TCU game. That was Dion that was talking to me after the game. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't believe, Dion. I didn't believe. That's fair. Came hey, after me. I deserved it. Uh,
4: totally wrong and happily wrong. I thought that that was awesome to watch. And his boy playing quarterback. School record. Ooh, did he look good. I, I thought once He's way bigger than I thought.
3: Yeah, once TCU took that first lead, I thought, oh, okay, well, it was fun while it lasted, but TCU's about to take off and win this game. They faced adversity a few times, always came back with a big play. I'm shocked, surprised, impressed. I Hats off to them. They're going to be Here's, better than I thought.
4: Man, here is the crazy thing, okay? And this is why... Football, college football, whatever, is so difficult to coach. Remember, last year, TCU made it to the national championship, okay? They wanted to start Chandler Morris in the beginning of the season. He won the battle, okay? He won the battle. And he had some bad plays, some missed opportunities. I mean, even late in the game, they had a chance to go down and score and take the lead, and he flat up missed a dude wide open you just never know you never know like they made the wrong decision at quarterback last year an injury bailed them out and they made it to the national championship game isn't that crazy to think about uh for a program
3: like tcu like there's some programs that can miss not there's really not a lot but there's probably some schools out there that can miss on a decision like that and still be okay TCU's not normally not one of those. Well, they so, yeah, missed on the
4: decision, and it was it helped them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. Keep the text coming. We'll get to more as the show rolls on. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Stay tuned.
0: This is your home for Sooner Fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.
4: you
2: the best. Riverwind is the Metro's best
1: casino
3: all of your favorite games. Celebrate fall with our $50,000 Harvest Winnings Giveaway.
1: Play with your wild part all September.
3: For a chance to win a share of (laughs) $50,000.
1: With drawings every Saturday in September.
5: Ever wonder why someone would wake up at the crack of dawn just for a chance at the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you covered.
0: 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year.
1: No, we don't get a break.
0: (laughs) This is the home of Sooner fans. The Red Sports Radio Network.
3: The new and improved mobile app and online banking platform is now available at OU Federal Credit Union. Register for access by clicking New to Online Banking at OUFCU.com or the OUFCU mobile app. Experience enhanced features such as email and text message alerts, single sign-on functionality for all features, internal and external transfers, and more. That's all from OU Federal Credit Union, 2000 West Lindsay, OUFCU.com, or call 405-325-2211 today.
2: Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information.
3: Tyler McComas here, and if you're like me and you love to bowl, Sooner Bowling Center has made it even easier for you and your family to bowl. Visit SoonerBowl.com and skip the line to make online reservations. You can reserve your lanes, book a group party, or birthday party all by just visiting them online. With great food from the spare time grill, bowling, and the newest patio in town, Sooner Bowling Center is great for the entire family. 550 24th Avenue Northwest, or visit SoonerBowl.com. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Newt and Ryan are leaving soon for Thailand to attend one of the world's largest colored gemstone shows. They will be selecting top quality gemstones at huge savings. This is the time to let us choose something extra special for a birthday, anniversary, or even Christmas. Or do something out of the ordinary and let us select a sapphire or ruby for your engagement ring. Call Mitchell's Jewelry today for more information. 405-360-2515
1: Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. So get on board and Stand Up to Cancer with us. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and Get Advantage Miles, go to to StandUpToCancer.org slash American Airlines. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur,
4: you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regionals Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care. Call 405-360-6764 and schedule an appointment today.
1: kind of the story of the night clock was wrong the whole game game we're trying to kick an onside side kick to start the second half and we got to wait on the chain crew because they're eating a hot dog that's the only disappointing thing about tonight so
3: it is the rush on the ref Tyler McComas Teddy Layman. I don't like when Shane Beamer loses football games but when he does they're at least very entertaining in the uh, post-game press conference that was his comment Saturday night after the loss to uh, North Carolina and Mac Brown uh, talking about the chain crew eating a hot dog. Oh, they weren't great on Saturday. He, uh, he gets his shots in. He's, he's not scared to take I, one. I
4: feel like that's a common occurrence for him. The last time they wanted to do something like that, remember they were celebrating like 50 years of Title IX, and they were like down in the end zone, and remember he was like, get him off the field. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a first, though, whenever you're waiting on the chain crew. You know, it's like, oh, gosh, they got stuck in the green room under the stadium, you know, having coffee and watching the highlights from the from what all's going on across the college football. It happens. Feel. Just
3: glad it wasn't him getting criticized on Saturday, I'm sure. <laughs> it's kind
1: of the story of the night. Clock was wrong the whole day, game. We're trying to kick on onside kick to start the second half, and we've got to wait on the chain crew because they're eating a hot dog. That's the only disappointing thing about tonight. So,
3: And this is a question to the Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405 651 It's been a glorious start to the college football season thus far. Which non OU result so far in Week One has made you the happiest? Was it TCU getting beat? Was it LSU getting housed in the second half last night? Were you like me and about to learn the entire Central Arkansas fight song on Saturday night? Did you like Quinn Ewers struggling early on? Which non OU mm-hmm. result made you the happiest?
4: I don't know. The happiest, um, I. I, I, I don't want to say necessarily that I like to uh, celebrate other people's shortcomings, but it was nice oh, to j- kind of rein in the whole Texas Tech situation a little bit, right? Yeah. Got a it, little bit out over their skis, I think.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, people picking them last week to make the conference championship game. I think one yeah. writer at ESPN picked them to
4: win make the, the, the Big playoff. champion. Yeah. did someone pick them to make the playoff?
3: Oh, I'm I'm sure. There were a lot of. I didn't see anyone pick OU. I don't know if I saw anyone pick OU this offseason to make the playoff, but yeah, we had people picking Texas Tech to make the playoff. They lose at Wyoming. And hey, there is a decent chance that Tech starts 0 2. Forget what happened Saturday. Decent chance that Tech starts 0 2. They play Oregon at home. I think it's almost a definite that Baylor's going to start 0 2. They've got Utah at home. And um, it looks like Blake Chapin's going to be out a few weeks. So, it, even worse news for some of these schools that lost the, their, their opening game of the year.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I Texas, again, didn't see a whole bunch of that game. Saw a decent amount of it. And I don't know, man.
3: They got stuffed on a fourth and short in like first half of that game. Stuffed like, on
4: a fourth and short. Quinn Ewers was like. He was not confident in the pocket. He wasn't trusting his offensive line. I thought their offensive line was was not great. Obviously, they had some some really nice individual athletic plays that were made on both sides of the ball by some guys. But, man, the consistency I didn't think was great.
3: Uh, let's see. Sugar Shannon Newcastle, the tears of the sand Aggies, was his favorite loss of the weekend. Texas Tech. That's the Sand Aggies. In case you don't know,
4: that's funny.
3: Ohio Sooner. I always enjoy seeing Florida lose. That happened Thursday night, and yeah, they got housed in that game.
4: Yeah, they got handled. They got handled pretty decently. That was like, a, that was kind of like a dad beating a ten-year-old one-on-one in the driveway. Never in danger of losing it at all, but not a lot of showboating and. Like there not a lot of flashiness going on, but the game was never in doubt
3: Jimmy and Edmond Texas sucks like I thought ha eight one seven K State lost first game then wins the conference tech isn't out of it yet I'm gonna go ahead and proclaim that tech is uh, not winning the big 12 can we yeah. can I do that today Everyone and I'm cool? just
4: telling you man I you could say what you want and maybe I'm crazy maybe the the amount of talent Is just, it's so overwhelming that it doesn't matter. But Georgia football coaching staff had a uh, reckless driving arrest. Man. Right after the game, the night after the game, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, at what point does. I think we're past what point you're about to talk about. I mean, like, now
3: now it's like the coaches as well. Like, there's something. I know it.
4: Something going on there. Something going on
3: pretty success. hey success is hard to handle man
4: there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about it
3: uh 405 utah is going to own the new big 12 they find a quarterback after rising and i think what they have zach wilson's little brother committed right now they they, they have a quarterback they're going to be in good shape for sure
4: k-state west
3: i mean that's it's not a bad comparison not a bad comparison Which at all. Which
4: I didn't get to see anything of K-State. No. no highlights. I don't even know if I saw the final score.
3: No. Uh, I did see a lot of OSU in the second half. And when Gunnar Gundy came rolling in the game, I thought, oh, my God. Really, this is this is what Gundy's going to do now? Central Arkansas, I mean, that game was close. But they shot themselves in the foot offensively all night long. Yeah, I mean, you, you can make a decent argument that Central Arkansas should have won that football game, and they played all three quarterbacks. Gunnar Gundy ends up winning it for them, but they're only a three-point favorite headed out to Tempe this week. Not that Arizona State is some great team, but Jaden Rashada played pretty well in week one. Yeah, That's going to be a tough game for a team that doesn't know who their best quarterback is.
4: Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, man. That um, In the quarterback problem for Oklahoma State, I it's – Probably less about quarterback and more about offensive line. Yeah,
2: that's probably fair. And I
4: didn't even watch the game. Okay. But that seems to be what the the big issue has been at Oklahoma State for quite some time. Now a lot of it has been injury and, and frankly being unlucky, but you know, they, they that's they've flat out have to get better on the O line. I
3: love this text from the five eight oh. Pokes need to stay away from central schools. <laughs> Yeah, the Central Michigan one didn't work out. I guess out. that
4: is a good point. That is a
3: very good point. Uh, I, I didn't realize this. I forgot about this. Iowa under 25 points versus Utah State was pretty classic Iowa. Nice. Yeah, this, that, that was one of those games on Saturday where what the offensive coordinator has to average over 25 a game. Utah State, you're probably looking at that one as, all right, let's kind of get ahead of the curve here. <laughs> not, not so much. Not starting off greats.
4: Oh, wow. That's so good. One
3: more. Drew from Flower Mound says, can I brag with the receipts that I'm him for my prediction FSU would win over LSU? Now, I didn't expect it to be like that, and I did have some worries going in, but boy, did I feel like a genius last night. Yeah, I I didn't see that coming either, Drew. I mean, I got no problem
4: with that. I got no problem with that. Brag away, man. We... If you're going to stack up some W's early in the uh, college football year, take all the uh, credit you can, man. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back, wrap up our number one here from Newcastle Casino.
0: Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do
5: too. This is the ref, home of Sooner fans.
2: You're a member of the Ref Army, and we know you want to show it this football season. Just visit kref.com, click the KREF Store link on the menu, and check out our fresh line of shirts like the official Ref Army tailgate shirt, say goodbye to the Big 12 with our Thanks for the Trophies shirt, and join us in our pink shirt to salute Julie Venable's fight with breast cancer, for which a portion of every purchase will be donated to Stevenson Cancer Center. Find all of that and more at the KREF Store. The KREF Store, the home of Sooner fans to suit up for the Ref Army.
3: Hey Sooner fans, Drake Stoops here to tell you about my friends at the Affordable Door Company. Their fast, reliable, and professional staff have been serving the OKC Metro for over 28 years. Affordable Door Company is a one-stop shop for residential and commercial garage door service and replacement. Call them and tell them you want the ultimate maintenance for your garage door. You don't want to be stuck in your garage at game time, so give them a call at 405-635-9499 or visit them online at affordabledoor.net. You can't afford not to call Affordable Door Company, proud garage door sponsor of the Sooners.
0: People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad
2: Council orthopedic and sports medicine center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state with six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist along with on-site pt and one of the largest open mris in the state they are able to diagnose treat and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries with offices located across the state they are never too far away give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information
5: We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not.
2: Bye,
1: Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, um, Remind me about that party again.
5: And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path, because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
2: This message is for Karina, our mom who finished her high school diploma at age 28. Hi, Mom. It's Emmett and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We We love love
5: you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
1: Why? Why do we ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right? The answer to why defines who we are. So if you see something, why do you say something?
0: I see say for my friends.
1: For my community.
0: For my family.
1: For each other. Because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. So why do you see say? Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something. Hey, What are you doing? What? I'm just mowing the lawn. No, it's blazing hot and dry out here. Don't you remember? Smokey Bear says...
5: Avoid using power equipment when it's windy or dry. Where'd you learn this?
4: Oh, it's on...
5: SmokeyBear.com, with many other wildfire prevention tips.
4: Right. Thanks, honey bear.
5: Because remember, only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the
2: Ad Council.
3: It is the Rush on the Ref. It's a Reaction Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the Rush. Emergency repairs, storm damage, Cavens Group, they got you covered. Check them out, CavensGroup.com. Uh, how, how do we? How, how was the crowd on Saturday? Looked pretty full to me. Uh, I know Brent Venables really appreciated the pink T-shirts that were in the stands. Uh, it was a crowd that left at halftime. Can't blame them. It was brutally hot. Some were disappointed about the tailgating or lack thereof on Lindsay Street. How yeah. did the fans fare on, on Saturday?
4: I thought in-stadium was great. I thought we had a good crowd. Um, I thought the Lindsay tailgating situation was an absolute joke. Now, here's the thing. Reluctantly, I'm willing to give a pass for a couple of reasons. It's the opener. It's a holiday. It's the last lake holiday of the year. I think that's the worst like excuse ever. But I will put it out there. It was supposed to be incredibly hot. I didn't think it ended up being all that bad. It was. It was fairly dry. It could have been a lot worse than what it was. Okay. Uh, but it was super hot. Um. I will also give a little bit of, uh, of leniency because maybe not everyone knew that it was available. Like, I live in the world. I see it on Twitter. We talk about it here. I I know I saw it, but that doesn't mean that everyone saw it and knew that the new map and that it was available. Okay? And the last point is this. It is literally the best tailgating Uh, location in the entire area. I agree. It's under these gigantic oak trees. You're right outside the stadium. The champions walk comes right in front of the tent. They drop off right there. It's the best tailgating spot there is. And maybe everyone thought, well, we're not going to be able to get a spot there. It's going to be full. Everyone's going to be piling in that area and no one showed up. Now, I think all of those excuses absolutely suck, but I'm willing to give them once, this not is a, twice. This is
3: a big week. Are you SEC-ready tailgating-wise? Uh, and it was an Saturday 11 a.m.
4: kick, but, you know, But whatever. it was an opportunity to celebrate
3: yes. that area being back because there's been a lot of complaints, and it was just a complete thud on Saturday. Yeah, it was, it was disappointing for sure.
4: Now, I expect for a 5 o'clock kick... And an SMU team coming in that has some really good skill position And players. some
3: real excitements. I mean, there was always excitement going into the season, but there's definitely excitement surrounding this team now after Saturday. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, so, like, all that to say, there's all the factors leading towards it should be a much, it has to be a much better tailgating scene.
4: I, I, we just, we cannot, and I know. This is not just an Oklahoma issue; it's across the the country. I know it, but we have to be better than that. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.
0: You're listening to. The-